I'm Ray Hanania. I'm Bill Lipinski. And I'm Brian Broking. And this is Two Guys on Politics with our producer, Brian Broking. And I just want to point out that, Bill, that is a great background that you have. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It's, it is. And uh, our, our producer helps you set it up. And uh, kudos to Brian for getting that done. Oh, he now didn't help set it up. He set it up entirely himself. <laughs> I still didn't watch him do it. <laughs> All right. And uh, uh, this episode, uh, season two, episode 16, uh, April 28th, 2022, Thursday, we're going to be talking about a couple topics, Elon Musk and Twitter, gas giveaway in Chicago, and Putin's nuclear war threats. So let's start with Elon Musk. What do you guys think? Uh, the guy that should start off is a guy that's followed his career for a long time, Brian Roking. Well, I think if you look at it from a operating perspective. Twitter has 8,000 employees and they haven't made money in over a decade of being a public company. So you can't really say it's a particularly well-run company in the sense that they aren't generating excess profits for their shareholders. So that's what gave Elon the opportunity to do this. But the reason he's doing this is for free speech, or at least you know that's what he says and that's what people argue against. But the idea is fair treatment for both political sides. The, you know, conservatives and the liberals, both sides, fairly, you know, compensated. But the, the big question is, you know, this, this all came out and, you know, the mainstream media had a fit about it. And, you know, even on MSNBC, you could say, you know, it's so terrible. Well, look what would happen if, a, uh, if they banned a presidential candidate from Twitter. They did that. They already Trump. did it. So I think it's a, a net positive. For, for us going forward. Yeah, well, listen, anytime the, anytime the mainstream news media complains about something, that should make the rest of America feel good. But go ahead, Bill, you were gonna say something. I was gonna say, I have, I have read just today in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, uh, the Chicago Tribune, the Chicago Sun-Times, articles, uh, editorials, uh, saying that this is terrible, that Musk is taking over Twitter. Uh, it looks like it's going to be the end of civilization by him taking over uh, Twitter. Uh, the uh, Tribune had an editorial cartoon of the, uh, the Twitter birdie, and uh, it said Elon Musk on the birdie, and underneath it had four eggs that the bird had just laid, and those eggs were uh, disinformation, misogyny, Racism. Oh, God. And let's see. And last but not least, hate. That's what they believe the Chicago Tribune, the once proud conservative voice of the Middle West, Terrible. says that about Twitter. Just just incredible to me. And, all, and I've watched uh, just about every uh, TV uh, channel also. And uh, they have about the same thing to say, except Fox News. Fox th News thinks it's going to be wonderful now. If uh, if Eli doesn't put the, or Elam doesn't put Fox News on Twitter, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, they might you know change their mind. But Isn't, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you guys. It's this this uh, uh, the hypocrisy always bothers me. How the media claims moral high ground. Um, they're the principal ethical uh, stand on everything, and yet they censor more views 
And then they blame that they explain and justify their censorship by saying, oh, uh, that person's uh, viewpoint is not true. In other words, you can't have an opinion anymore that they disagree with. It's just not true. And uh, that it might cause violence. Now, I might just say, hey, I happen to like Palestine and I criticize Israel's government. I've been throttled on uh, Twitter. And what throttling means is that they could corral you. They could uh, put a uh, buffer on you to prevent your following from growing. That's what Twitter has been doing to a lot of people. So I have about 7,000 followers and it stopped abruptly about five years ago and it hasn't grown because they, they've throttled me. Now, I hope Elon Musk opens that up so I could bash the media 10 times more than I do already. What do you think of that, Brian? I think, I think that's his plan. I, I think that's part of why he bought it. He, he wants to first, you know, open source the algorithm or whatever that means. Um, well, it means, I don't know if, how much if I can interrupt, can... it means when he says he wants to open source the algorithm, it means that it makes it easy for us to find out if we're being throttled, once we know how their algorithm works, you can see who's being targeted to be suppressed. And throttling, Bill, is a way to uh, prevent you from saying certain words and combinations of words. And they use a computer algorithm. When you do it, it automatically blocks you. Okay. I'm sorry, Brian, go ahead. Yeah, like another word for that is like ghost bands, right? You're, the, the algorithm will, you know, take your interests and try and find other you know, tangentially related people, and you just won't come up no matter how much people really, you know, they can look for topics you. similar to you. Yeah. I can type so, your name and you may not come up. Exactly. So I think that's kind of the first piece of it. Um, and I, I think that's something conservatives have complained about for a long time on the platform is, you know, a, a clear liberal left wing bias on the platform could be seen. And, you know, there, there's a famous Joe Rogan episode with the uh, this guy, Tim Pool and a lawyer for Twitter. And they, they go in a logical circle of basically Tim Pool saying, this is liberal bias. Her saying, can you give me an example? Him giving an example. And then her explaining, can you give me why we're liberally biased? And then it's just a circular argument over and over again, where you can't actually prove anything. So I think that that's the first kind of major piece. But I, I think the next part is, you know, people are concerned that, you know, too much free speech is bad, which I think you can go any which way you want to argue on this. I'll ar always argue more free speech is it's better. Always, give, yes. give, give Americans the right to choose who they believe in and not. You know, right. you can, as an individual, choose if you want to believe someone or not, if you want to trust someone or not, if you want to follow someone or not. But, you know, you got to assume that the majority group is going to come out on top in this one. It can't be, you know, top down kind of control here. This has to be from the bottom up. So I think to, to help that, the idea is to have everyone on Twitter get verified. So right now there's, you know, a couple hundred thousand, maybe a couple million people with blue checks verified on Twitter. There's, you know, billions of Twitter accounts out there. So his kind of next goal is to basically get everyone verified and go from there so that these conversations online are more, you know, in line with, you know, your name is tied to this. You aren't anonymous anymore. And that way, you know, 
people kind of play by the rules more. Yeah, and that's not a conservative uh, issue. Conservatives haven't been saying that they want people to be anonymous. It was Twitter that allowed people to set up these accounts. It was Twitter that allowed people to do to abuse the system. And then the only time they paid attention to you was if they didn't like what you said. Um, and then they would justify their criticism of you by saying, well, you know, Brian was saying some things that we think might have led to violence or might have led to hate. Um, and they don't have to justify it at all. I agree with you. I think the American people are smart enough to know on their own, if you give them everything, they can sort through it and decide what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong. I, I, and I think the media doesn't want the public to have that power to think for themselves. They want to sell newspapers. They want to sell advertising. They want to control the message. And I, I think that's what they've been doing with Twitter and other social media. So this is a good thing with Elon Musk. Yeah, Brian, you said that uh, uh, Twitter has 8,000 employees. It does, yeah. And how long have they been in business? These 14 they, years, I've been on Twitter 14 years. And yeah, they, 2009 was kind of when it started really picking up. And they've never uh, made any money? Well, I mean, they essentially make no money. I mean, compared to any other big tech company, you know, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, I mean, they make nothing. Because how do incredibly, they and have 8,000 employees? Well, investors, they... They sell, uh, don't they sell shares or that? The, well, yeah, they they, they, have, they make money, but their their excess profits are, are basically non-existent for the number of employees they have, right? A lot of tech companies have incredibly high earnings to the number of employees they have, which is, you know, another problem all in and of itself. But Twitter really doesn't seem to follow that. They, they've never been able to figure out how to monetize the platform very well. There, there's plenty of opportunities for improvements to Twitter. And it didn't seem like the board as it was currently situated was involved in that. For example, you could see that the, the old board of Twitter before Elon took it over, or at least the current one now that's transitioning out, owns cumulatively maybe two or 3% of Twitter's total stock. That's not very typical for tech companies. You know, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg owns a large portion of Facebook. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, same there. There wasn't the same shared interest in causing the stock to grow as there is other companies. And it just languished for, you know, a decade. Well, you know, inherently their bias is what's uh, suppressing their profits. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, they suppress my view because they don't like it. It's Middle Eastern. It, it favors a position that's not popular sometimes. Um, so... I'm the person who would want to spend money on Twitter to promote myself, but because they won't allow me to break a barrier, I don't spend the money. Other people who naturally can grow their Twitter accounts don't have to pay, you know, to promote themselves on Twitter. So they don't invest. But I, you, I have to admit though, that uh, um, not making money is irrelevant today when Elon Musk gave them $49 billion dollars Yes, the owners. That's a lot of profit. <laughs> uh, well, another interesting fact, as far as I'm concerned, that I read uh, is the fact that 25% of the people who use Twitter make up 97% of the tweets. That's incredible, isn't it? 
that we a small portion of all the people on there make up so many of the tweets. Didn't you mention well, earlier that that was from the United that the United States yes. has the smallest number of users of the total world of users, but happen to be the largest percentage of tweets? Yes, that's what I that make, Go ahead. That, that makes a lot of sense, though, right? I mean, the the nature of Twitter is the distribution of information. And it, it follows the Pareto 80-20 principle like anything else in, in the world, really. So, you know, it, it does kind of make sense that 20% of the people-ish make the majority of the content on the platform because, you know, far more people follow, you know, than are followed if you if you look at that. It's not a one-to-one relationship. So you end up, you know, with scenarios where, you know, people are giving out thousands and thousands of tweets and people who just read them. It's like a newsfeed for a lot of people. I, uh, I'll have to have one of you two uh, teach me how to uh, use uh, Twitter so I, I, was, I, I, I know what's going on here in the world. I was uh, just going to say, now there's going to be a lot of people, I think. In fact, I just had uh, one of the people I work with say, hey, I, now I want to get on Twitter. And mainly they want to get on Twitter because now they believe it just might be fair. It doesn't mean that the crazies on the left are going to be censored. They're going to still spout their idiocies sometimes. Um, but if it has to do with violence, I'm all in favor of stopping it. If somebody says we need to go and do something terrible, you know, in a violent way, yes, I, I think that should be censored. But don't censor you, me, or, you know, the guy next to us simply because people, you know, 99% of the people don't like his view. If Trump says he believes the election was stolen, why can't he just say that? It's up to him to prove it. Let him go and make the case. But um, I've covered politics and Bill, you've been in politics a long time. I know you've never seen a vote being stolen, oh, but no, I know I've, I know I've covered a lot of elections where votes have been stolen and it's not as unbelievable as they tried to make it sound in the last election that, oh my God, who would say somebody would steal an election? Are you kidding me? Get, come to Chicago. I'm, I'm not getting involved in this conversation. <laughs> it can't do me any good. Uh, uh. You know, people talk about Musk, uh, the left wing and the progressive talk about him being a uh, conservative. I don't think he is a conservative. I, I think don't think he is either. What he is is a libertarian. I believe that's what he is. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a considerable difference between being a conservative and being a liberal, uh, libertarian. Uh, I look forward to seeing what he does with this Twitter because it seems like there was an awful lot of interest in Twitter. Uh, as I say, I, it's been a long time since I've seen the left-wing progressives come out so strongly uh, against uh, anything that has happened uh, in this country or in this world, but they certainly are coming out against Musk uh, buying this uh, Twitter Tweety Bird. Yeah, I listen. think he was Vladimir Putin. Yes, right. you would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they listen, they don't stop Vladimir Putin's postings on uh, social media. You can go to TikTok, which is owned by the Chinese, um, and see Vladimir Putin spewing this ridiculous propaganda on TikTok. And I don't see any of the media complaining about him. It's only when you complain about the things the media cares about. That's when they jump all over you. So insanity is okay as long as it doesn't threaten them. Talking about insanity, uh, 
what do you think of uh, the mayor of Chicago uh, criticizing a, another candidate for mayor for giving away his own money uh, for gas for people? Uh, and then the existing mayor of Chicago getting the Chicago City Council to approve by a vote of 26 to 24, her giving away uh, gas money and also money to ride on the, the CTA or Metro, I believe also. If I were a city hall reporter, my story would really say in a news story, um, and I'd be quoting people, that Mayor Lightfoot was using taxpayer dollars to pander her, to her and target her constituency to give them gas cards worth $150 each. She's going to give away a gas card worth $150 each. And uh, to people in the neediest neighborhoods, which happens to be her base constituency. If that wasn't the most political thing I'd ever heard in my life, I don't know what is. Uh, you know, uh, Dr. Willie Wilson, if he wants to spend his money any way he wants, um, and he declares it publicly, it's not like he's hiding money. I think that's legitimate. That's if he wants to promote himself to run for office, why shouldn't he be able to spend his own money to do that? And that's what he's doing. Um, but I really well, think I, that that he's a, he has a genuine uh, concern for people who are in need. I don't believe that Lori Lightfoot has that same uh, concern. I think you could even tie this to the Elon uh, buying Twitter. Both Elon buying Twitter and Willie giving out gas. These are both you know individuals acting as individuals without you know the government control in the way. And in both cases, it. it comes down to the demonization of making money, making a profit, participating in the capitalistic society and winning, and then using those winnings to further your own ideals. That, that's simply what you're allowed to do in this country, just like anyone on the other side could be. So I, I, I don't really see why people dislike him, him using his money for that. But at the same time, we've normalized the government giving away, you know, these, you know, charity gifts to buy votes. It, it started, if you looked at the uh, special elections in Georgia uh, last time around, well, during the campaigns of both those candidates, they talked extensively about electing these two would lead to a $2,000 check, stimulus check. That's how, what they ran on, that's how they won. That was the, you know, kind of modus operandi of it. And it's just followed here, they're, they're buying votes. And that's, that's simply what it comes down to. Well, I have to say it started uh, back in about 1933 with Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal. That's when it started where the government was giving out money to people to ingratiate a particular administration, uh, such as the Democratic Party. That's how the Democratic Party managed to rule the presidency in the House of Representatives and the Senate for so many, many years. They came up with the idea of passing out free money to the needy, uh, and the needy kept taking that free money and kept voting their way. And I be really believe that the Democratic Party's most significant contribution to this country has been allowing this money to keep people who were down on their luck temporarily or permanently in poverty because they put them on the Throth of the federal government or the state government or the local government, take away their initiative 
And that's why we have to continue to do this for people. I, I agree with that. I think that, uh, um, that uh, giving away money, politicians giving away money, taxpayer money should be scrutinized. A person who uses his own money publicly, and I think that's the most important thing that Willie Wilson is doing. He didn't create a secret pack, you know, that he, that he can pretend is distant from him to then, you know, promote himself. So we don't know where the money's coming from. We know the money is coming from Willie Wilson. Taxpayer money uh, should go for taxpayer interest, not for social welfare, um, just to make people happy in a in a, a tough time. Help the you know people that are that need health assistance. Help the disabled. Help those that are mentally ill. Um, help individuals that don't have enough money to buy food. I I get that. I think we should do that. But don't just go out and with a mass wave of your hand, take $17 million from the taxpayer coffers and then distribute it to voters, mainly during just before an election and say, oh, we have to care. Lori Lightfoot's claim is, oh, this is ridiculous. We have to care for these people. They're people that are hurting. Yeah. Now you care for them. What? Six months or when's the election next year in February? It's just it really is ridiculous. And I can't believe she's going to get away with it. She and I think Bill, you pointed out that the vote was very close, wasn't it? Twenty six. I read that it was twenty six twenty four. If indeed that's what the vote was, and I have no reason to believe that it wasn't, that's yeah. got to be about the closest vote in the history of the Chicago City Council. Certainly, when I was there, there was never any votes anywhere near I, that close. I think you had like four voting dissenters, you know, uh, during and during the uh, daily years, right? And then the burn right. years, there were a few more. Right. But not back, many. Back in the Richard J. Daly era, it was Marty Overman, Dick Simpson, Larry Bloom, and I can't even remember who the fourth one was. <laughs> yeah, it was just four. And then, uh, uh, of course, there was the 29-21 during the, the Verdoliak years when he tried to stop Harold Washington right. um, mm -hmm. from taking away his clout and his power. So anyway... All right. So now that we know Lori Lightfoot should be investigated for the abuse of taxpayer funding, let's go to a happy ending. You know, uh, the bloom, a blossom of nuclear, the image of a nuclear explosion. Uh, what do you think about Russia ramping up their rhetoric that this what what they're doing, they're turning it around and saying what we are doing is going to lead to nuclear war? Right. They were very upset that the Ukrainians may have blown up something on Russian territory. How could they possibly do that? Right. It's outrageous. They're going to be reported to the world government uh, for doing something like this. When the Russians have been attacking them now for over two months, uh, it's just incredible the hypocrisy that exists uh, in Russia today. Uh, and they cut off... Uh, the gas uh, and oil to uh, Poland, and they cut it off to uh, Romania. Fortunately, both of those countries contend that uh, they have enough in reserve that they can get by. Uh, and once Joe allows us to pump all the gas and oil we have in this country, we'll be able to take care of all their needs. They won't have to get anything from Russia whatsoever. That would, would be great. I would, yeah, well, we have to work. Well, I think Joe said that they can start using the drilling stuff now, right, Brian? I hadn't heard that. 
Maybe. Yeah, I think they. I think he said yeah. that they're looking at these areas to uh, tap. If it's done the right way and not damage the environment, they can go in, get the oil. Um, and I think we, we have to start thinking of that and balance off, you know, uh, the concerns for the environment against the concerns for, you know, what's happening in the world. But, you know, we don't want it to be, you know, uh, haphazard. We want it to, it, it should be done, you know, properly and carefully and safely. Well, there, there are these uh, permits that are out that have been held up. And supposedly now Joe has said to executive order, it's all right to develop uh, those permits. Uh, hopefully that you know, report is true. Uh, and I would like to see that happen as soon as possible because I think that would help us very significantly uh, in this battle we're in with Russia at the present time. But I thought it was the height of hypocrisy the Russians were complaining about you know, having something hit on their territory. Uh, I was very happy to see that the Germans who seem to have a very difficult time making up their minds if they're with us or if they're neutral are sending a bunch of tanks now to Ukraine. Uh, these are tanks with special radar, I believe, on them to uh, shoot down planes, shoot down missiles. Uh, that's what I, I believe my understanding is. And I thought it was terrific that there were 40 nations that lined up at that meeting. Uh, I think it was in Berlin, uh, you know, to try to get more weapons for the Ukrainians. Now, I don't know how many of those countries are actually gonna do it or if they're just, you know, if it's just lip service, but to get 40 countries out there, I think, is extremely good. Yeah, I'm, and you know my feeling. I think that this is now a new line in the world. And if you're across that line with Russia, I think we now know where you are. There's no more hesitancy about can we trust you. And I think we should reassess a lot of these countries that are not standing up with us. Uh, because Russia, I think, is a threat in a, in a really bad way. And they and Russia has the dominant hand in this. They're decide, making the decisions for everything. And they're just forging ahead with what they want. And I really believe that, you know, once they take over the Ukraine four or five years from now, it'll be Poland. It'll be some of the other countries. They want those countries back. And well, that's uh, why we should give them an off ramp now. There, there needs to be negotiations and a, a ceasefire here to not make this a forever war. It's, it's been oh, the same for several weeks now. That's right. This week, we were, we'll put it off until next week. But this week, we were supposed to discuss, Ray, your idea of how we end this war. Uh, but we'll put that discussion off until next week so you're fully and completely prepared and we have sufficient time to go over your ideas. See, if Putin were a reasonable person, first of all, he never would have invaded Ukraine. Right. There are other ways to have done what he wanted to do. Wait, so why would theory, a reasonable why would a reasonable person not invade Ukraine? No, I'm saying that no, I they wouldn't have invaded with military forces. They would have sent people in there. They would have used propaganda to win over voters in parts of Ukraine. Um, they would have built up their support for Putin. There's so many other ways than killing people and taking over the land to win a country over. They could have manipulated the election in Ukraine. The next election, Putin could have poured millions into that election and gotten somebody to win who favored his politics. But I don't believe Putin is reasonable. So even and I, your idea, Brian, I think is a good one, except that I don't think it works with somebody that's unreasonable like Putin. He's not looking for an off ramp. 
He's looking for control of that land. That's what it's not his pride. It's the Russian dominance of that region. I believe that he wants. Yeah, it's, it's Russian history. But at the same time, I, I, the, the idea that he's not rational or is, he's acting irrational has never really settled for me. He's acting very rationally here. He just made had wrong intelligence. I mean, you, you could say, you know, but how could that be, Brian? How could that be? And I'm not criticizing you, but I'm saying here's a guy with all the assets of power in his hand, one of the three largest countries in the world, and he doesn't know economy. Pardon me? I say that with the 11th largest economy. With the 11th largest economy. How does he not know what his army is capable of? I think they just went in it with the assumption, oh, don't worry, we're just going to steamroll. He said, what, two days? We'll have the entire Ukraine. Uh, who says that? Right. That, I think, I think it's, been, it's been true every time since. He steamrolled Georgia. He steamrolled Crimea. It was I mean, before. There was, there was, right, but there's no... It's it's not irrational for him to do that. He's done it before. The West had let him. I don't think he one put in the calculus that the West would have such a tough response to it. But two, it's a ticking time bomb in that country. The world is moving off oil. That's their entire economy. Their time as a world power is going away because there's no way they're going to change. Far slower so than this is than their time. People to go. say it's going to happen though. I think oil is going to be very significant for the next hundred years, even though it's dwindling. But I, you know, we say we want away from it, but I don't know if you guys have ever bought an electric car. They're expensive and they're terrible. The maintenance costs are horrible. I had one. I got rid of it. I, I just we couldn't handle it. But it was it, the worst it, thing I did. Was it because you didn't have a Tesla? No, it wasn't a Tesla because that was way out of what I would considerable consider a reasonable amount for a car. I'm not going to spend 80,000. Toyota? No, it was a Kia that I bought for my son and it's terrible. It's just the worst thing we ever did. I, I've never heard get... anybody complain about a Mueller than you. Uh, I think it's out of embarrassment. I think people are embarrassed be. that they spent that much money and they, they hate their cars. The, there's the, anyway, I, I don't think that the electric cars are at the level where they're actually going to perform to what we're used to seeing and what we're used to. Well, I just read about Ford Motor Company, uh, you know, putting more money into electric vehicles. I think electric vehicles are coming much sooner than we believe, or at least I believe. I thought it was way down the line, but I don't think so. I think that within 10 years, you know, over 80% of the vehicles on the road in this country are going to be electric vehicles. The cost is going to be astronomical. The more they sell, the cheaper the product will be. I don't believe that. Greed will keep, even though they could probably make it cheaper, greed is going to keep those prices up. And, and a $50,000 car is going to be $80,000 when it's all, all said and done. All these car manufacturers have committed now to electric cars. And once they've done that, you know, they put aside the oil barons and the gas barons and everybody else that produces stuff for internal combustion engines, and they're down the path to electric cars, I believe it. But let's get back to uh, Russia and the Ukraine. Uh, it's, we, we have to find some kind of settlement to this situation. If we don't, I believe that we are going to unfortunately have this war 
spill over to other countries in Eastern Europe, Poland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, all right? Uh, and you have a country now, Hungary, a good-sized country, a member of NATO, who now is playing around more and more with Russia. You know, uh, I think that we should probably, the United, uh, the, what is it, UK? Uh, no, that's the United Nations. No, I'm United trying. Kingdom. Yeah, the United, it's not the United Kingdom. What uh, The military force is NATO. European Union. Uh, I think the European Union should look very, very closely at what's going on in Hungary at the present time to see if they should continue to subsidize Hungary. Because I don't think that they're living up to their end of it. And I think they're playing footsies more and more with Russia. Yeah, I, I think Russia at some point if it's pressed and sanctioned hard enough, um, if, we're, if we stand tough and they don't get what they want, May 9th is going to be a big day for them. Uh, if their ego is bruised, um, I think at some point they either go nuts or they back down and try to turn whatever they have into a victory. Well, I'm going to try to work on for the next week some idea that I might have. And Brian, you should do the same thing of finding an off-ramp here uh, for Russia uh, so that uh, we don't have to go into uh, World War III when they wind up striking something in Poland. Well, I'm stocking up on batteries, canned food, and water. And we're reinforcing the uh, family room that's underground at our house. That's what I'm doing because I think we're headed into a very bad scenario. If, if uh, Putin were, I don't believe he's reasonable, I think he would rather do something crazy than look like a loser. He would take every, burn everything. And uh, I think, what do they call that? That uh, scorched earth policy. I think that's, you know, they said Saddam Hussein tried to do that. When we tried to take over the oil fields, he lit them all up. But we were able, we lost a lot, but we were able to put them out and eventually defeat him. And, uh, of course, we ended up with a bigger mess in Iraq today that's than we had sure. when he was. <laughs> Which we could end up, I guess that's a downside. We could end up with something worse in Russia. You know, a fractured country. All right. Anything else, guys? Uh, no, I can't really think of anything else. Right. I, I wish it would warm up a little bit. I'm tired of this colder weather. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we should have a discussion about uh, global warming one of the next future thing is it yeah. real or is it just a fake political <laughs> message on twitter I think carlson covers that doesn't he i don't know i don't i don't listen to the news anymore i go right to seinfeld and king of queens that's it i don't care about any of that stuff i do this i can oh i hold it after two episodes of seinfeld that's the end of it <laughs> yeah the brian doesn't this make you kind of scared frightened about what's happening in the world <laughs> when now we'll be okay we'll be okay <laughs> all right anyway thank you i'm ray hanania i'm bill lipinski i'm brian broking and this has been two guys on politics and we will talk to you next week uh right here on our facebook page two guys on politics and uh, also you can look us up on our uh, podcast on it's on itunes it's on uh, spotify and all of the podcasting services all right everybody thank you so much for joining Have a us good week all right. All right. The live stream.